Welcome back to another great week. If you missed the last two episodes about prayer, you already know the deal. Make sure you go and watch them. We're live on YouTube. We're live on Instagram. We're live on TikTok. We got over 100 on TikTok. They're tapping the screen like crazy. We got over 10,000 likes. We got 20 people on Instagram and we're growing. We got people in Seattle. We got people in Sacramento, people all over watching. And hello to you beautiful people on YouTube. If you haven't liked the video already, make sure you like it, subscribe to the channel, and share this with somebody that needs to hear what Generation Z is hungry for. This is going to be a powerful, powerful session. I'm going to unwrap what it is today, this day and age, that this generation is actually looking for. And when you understand what it is that this generation is looking for, you'll know how to share the gospel with them. And it might surprise you what I'm going to talk to you about tonight, but it will change your life, especially if you're in the ministry. And I know a lot of people that watch me are around my age or younger, some older, but the number one question that I get from a lot of people is, how do I reach Generation Z? What is it that Generation Z wants? I mean, you go into most what we would call seeker-sensitive churches these days, and they've got the smoke machines, they've got the strobe lights, everybody's having seizures. You think they're falling out under the power, but really they're just turning into epileptics. And you got all the fancy dancy stuff that people spend money on, but there's no anointing. There's no move of the supernatural. And because of that, you know, I'll just share this funny quote that I heard. Uh, it's an old Reinhard Bonnke quote. He said, the less Holy Spirit you have in the house, the more cake and coffee that you'll need. When people don't know how to flow in the anointing of the Holy Spirit, then they need cake and coffee in their church. They need things to bypass the time to distract people from the fact that there's no power in the house. See, anywhere you go in the Bible and God is present, His power, His signs, His wonders, His miracles are all manifest when He's there. You cannot separate God from His power. You can't separate God from His blessing. So, this is what Generation Z is looking for. They're looking for the truth. Number one, I want you to write that down. The first thing that Gen Z is actually looking for is the truth. Why? Because this generation is built on deceit and lies. There's been so many decades of people in politics all throughout the government, the financial system in America and globally, that the world system is based on lies and deceptions. It's all a massive illusion. You figured that out this past year with politics in America. The way that elections are stolen and swung and the way that other countries are able to have a say in, in America, in American politics, the number one superpower in the world. You see that it's all a massive illusion. Hollywood, an illusion. Uh, what are all the kids into now? Anime. Hey, Matea. Yeah, Matea knows. Anime, cartoons, video games. Uh, virtual reality, everything in this world is slowly but surely becoming deception and not true reality, virtual reality. So this generation is actually looking for truth. Why is it looking for truth? Because Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No, the only way to the Father is by me. When people have an encounter with God, with Jesus, the living word, he said, a wise man builds his life on my word. And when he builds his life on my word, all the different winds and waves and movements that blow against people's houses in real life, 
their life won't collapse, is what he was talking about in Matthew chapter 7. A wise man builds his life on my word. They need an encounter. They require, they are hungry for an encounter with truth. What happens when they don't encounter truth? Exactly what's happening in the American church today. What are you seeing in the American church? Denominations are splitting because some denominations are ordaining homosexual ministers, which is quite openly violates the word of God or whatever other agendas. It's almost impossible to go into a seeker-sensitive church these days and not hear a sermon on critical race theory, on uh, BLM, on gay rights, on all of these different things that are so anti the Word of God and their seeker-sensitive uh, social pixie dust and fairy tales that they're emotionally being fixated on lies. We'll put it that way. The church, in the name of reaching the lost, has its some has itself become lost. Now, I'm not going to say the church as a whole. Jesus Christ is the head of the church. He's doing a great job, and he's still plenty in charge of the church that's running in the fire of the Lord. But there's a lot of people in this great sifting of the wheat and tares that do not carry the truth that Gen Z is actually looking for. Now, I got born again four years ago. And what got me born again was a man of God named Michael. And Michael was able to speak the truth of God's word to me. When I was living wrong, he said, Talon, there's a great call on your life. God has a plan for your life. And there's two paths that you can take in life. And he quoted Deuteronomy chapter 30. He explained how Moses laid before the Jews the life or the path of life and blessing, death and cursing. And he told me, Talon, you have the opportunity to choose which path you take in life. You can take the path of life and blessing that God provides or the life of death and destruction and cursing that sin, the devil, and the world provide. But it's totally up to you. And so when the ball was in my court, the cool thing about truth is that you can't forget it. I want you to write that down. Write this down for me and put it in the comments. It is impossible to forget truth. Hello, Caleb on YouTube. Alexis, John Stafford, my brother. I love you. God bless you. Kelly, Jorge, Andrea, I love you so much on YouTube. Thank you for joining me tonight. Your life is in your hands, and I want you to write this. You cannot forget truth. It's impossible. For example, the moment that somebody told you that stealing was wrong, did you ever forget it? No. The moment that somebody told you that sexual immorality was wrong, did you ever forget it? No. It is impossible to forget truth. The Bible says that the entrance of God's word bringeth light, brings revelation. It opens up your eyes to truth. God's word exposes sin and it exposes bondage. Now this generation has become susceptible to sin and susceptible to bondage. They've fallen into the trap, the snare of the fowler, as the Bible calls it in Psalm 91. What is the trap? Well, look on social media. Every other thing has to do with sexual morality, getting Generation Z addicted to pornography, addicted to strip clubs, potentially turning them uh, gay, 
basically that's the massive agenda right now everywhere you look on social media platforms on news networks on movies on cartoons it's all pushing this agenda of perversion in a sexual state now when you grow up and you don't hear the truth you become susceptible to that bondage and so generation z has been put in a position where they're susceptible to the bondage of homosexual slavery sexual morality slavery all types of slavery to sin it's no different than every other generation this generation just has it coming at them a million miles an hour because of social media access but the entrance of god's word bringeth light when somebody preaches the full gospel and they preach the word of god not watered down they expose sin for what it really is but don't stop there that's where a lot of a lot of preachers might go wrong. I mean, not to call out all the Baptists, but that's what they're, they're known for, hellfire and brimstone. They're very good at pointing out what's wrong. They're very good at exposing the sin, but it takes a full gospel preacher to then apply the answer. Jesus is the answer. He died that Romans 6.14, you might have dominion over sin, that you're no longer a slave to this bondage, but Jesus, by his Holy Spirit and by his blood, will set you free and empower you to go set other people free. I want you to write this down. Free people, free people. Free people, free people. When Generation Z is made aware by the Word of God that there is freedom, and whom the Son sets free is free indeed, and where the Spirit of the Lord is there is liberty, they will then themselves duplicate and go set other people free. They just need to be told the truth. And they're hungry for the truth. I should know. I got 1.8 million young people on TikTok that follow me. And they follow me because I tell the truth. I don't water it down. I don't make people feel comfortable in their sin. I don't make people think that they don't have to change when they come to Jesus. I'm very strict about the fact that it's a good thing to come to Jesus because you need to be born again. And when you're born again, you're empowered to do what it is that God's called you to do. I don't ever water it down. See, a lot of people in the church will think that you have to water it down in order to reach the people, but that's actually not true. Holiness is what draws people in because the Bible says that the righteous are as bold as a lion and the wicked flee when no one pursues them, which means the wicked are cowardly. But the righteous are as bold as a lion. When you live in the right standing of God, your boldness will attract people to your life. Because as an old man of God once said, I believe, if you're not willing to stand for something, you will fall for everything. So when you stand on the word of God and you stand for the word of God, your boldness will actually attract people to follow in your footsteps. So that's number one. Gen Z is looking for truth. And what is the truth? That when you come to Jesus, not only did God so love the world that he sent his only begotten son that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but would have everlasting life. Number two, for this reason, 1 John 3, 8, Jesus was made manifest to destroy the works of the devil, being sin, so they can be saved. The work of the devil can be destroyed in their life. They don't have to be a slave to pornography, sexual immorality, drug addiction, depression, anxiety, none of that junk anymore. And three, that Jesus said, 
even greater works than these will you do because I go to be with the Father. So when they understand that they can be born again, set free, a new creation, and empowered to go fulfill a purpose, a destiny that God has for their life, that truth will actually set them free. What did Jesus tell the disciples? You will learn the truth, and the truth will set you free. So this generation that is stuck in bondage needs one thing, and it's truth. If you're willing to be the person in your sphere of influence, on your social media page, on your YouTube, on your TikTok, in your congregation, if you're willing to be the person that does not compromise the truth, you will be the person that people follow. I want you to say that in the comments. Say, I will be the person that people follow. And obviously, tied in with that is living holy. Keep yourself untainted from the world. Don't sleep with the world. Remain blameless and holy. Become a vessel of honorable use like Paul wrote to Timothy. There's different types of vessels that God will use. Some vessels are made out of wood and clay and dirt and they are for dishonorable use. But other vessels are made of gold and silver and precious rubies and they are for honorable use. God will use you honorably because you honor his word and you live holy. And that will make you a person that people will follow in this generation. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 9. It said, For this reason Jesus was anointed more with the oil of gladness, that he loved righteousness and he hated wickedness. When you love righteousness and you hate wickedness, the anointing of gladness and joy and leadership and power comes on your life in vast increase. And that is what people are looking for. Number two, what else are they looking for? A supernatural encounter. Generation Z, if you haven't noticed, is obsessed with the supernatural. That's why they're turning to New Age. They're turning to yoga. They're turning to tarot cards. You see them playing with Ouija boards. They're out messing around trying to contact the dead through medians. Generation Z has an, an unbelievable hunger for the supernatural. Now, a lot of people would say, oh, that's terrible. And people oftentimes condemn them for it. But the reality is God has put it inside of them. This inerrant ability to hunger after supernatural things is the opposite of religion. They're not hungering for tradition. They're not hungering for just wicked strongholds of religion. They're hungering for a move of God's spirit. So as they hunger for the supernatural, what they are experiencing is ghost hunters on TV. <laughs> that's what people are showing them. Why? Because there's been a generation that's grown up in the church, stuck in religion, and they don't flow in the power of God. The very thing that this generation is hungry for, which is a supernatural encounter, is the very thing that religion has been doing its best to push out of the house of God. And like I've said it so many times before, look at all the religious people that get their doctrine from Netflix series, like American Gospel, and all of these other wicked films based on people's experience of the supernatural. 
It's never built on God's word. It's always built on their experience or lack thereof. But the reality is, I encounter people every day supernaturally. I encounter people every day that are hungry for a move of the supernatural. And that supernatural that they're looking for is a move of God. Think about the Saul to Paul conversion. That required a supernatural encounter. But what happened when Paul received it? It doesn't matter how far gone somebody is. It takes one encounter with the supernatural. And you can turn somebody that is crazy like Saul, literally killing Christians, into a Paul that writes three quarters of the New Testament. Nobody is too far gone. If God could get Paul, God could get anybody. But it requires the ability to flow in the supernatural. For example, I'll share, I'll share a couple stories from this weekend. Just yesterday, we launched a church. We've, we've partnered with Activation Ministries, and we're helping to launch this church out in Northwest Iowa. There were two, three, I think, but I'm going to tell you two of the stories. Two wild supernatural encounters that happened during yesterday's service. I was ministering at the end. And as I was ministering, I got a word of, well, I just went and prayed. I'll put it that way. There was a young man in that building that had been tormented by demons. He had a radical supernatural encounter of the negative kind a couple of months ago. He ended up going to a Christian camp, and the youth group leaders that sent these kids to this Christian camp weren't aware that the group that was coming in was actually a group that practiced witchcraft, but they called themselves Christians. But they were anti-Trinity, and they were super into witchcraft and demonic things, and they were undercover Satanists, basically who covered themselves up as a Christian band and a Christian group, and they locked these kids in a house for three whole days. And they did demonic rituals and wicked things, and these kids were literally possessed with demons. And one of these kids came to the church service yesterday that had that encounter. And he's actually been given the gift of seeing. He's a seer. He sees in the spirit. He sees angels and he sees demons. But he's been tormented by these demons ever since that encounter a few months ago. And they've talked him into trying to commit suicide two times. So he's attempted suicide two times now, and he failed both times, praise the Lord. But God had a call on his life. And so I called him out from the crowd yesterday, and I laid my hands on him. The moment I laid my hands on him, the power of God hit him, set him free. All that heaviness left him, boom, totally delivered. And he went stiff as a board and got filled with the Holy Ghost, and the fire of God filled him. You could feel it. The fire of God from the inside out filled this young man. And he fell backwards into my friend's arms and he began to bellow out in other tongues. And he'll never be the same again. There was another woman. I called people up for prayer for the healing line. I said, if you need healing in your body, get up here. Jesus is a healer. As we got up to the front, I had never met this woman in my life. She lives more than an hour away. She came for the service. And as she came up to the front, I felt the anointing come on me very strong. And I, I know I have a heavy healing anointing on my life. I've seen it time and time again. And I, I know when the power of God is there to heal. And I felt the anointing come on me very strong. And when the anointing came on me, I said, I feel the Holy Ghost. And I looked at her. And when I locked eyes with this woman, her eyes got big and the fear of God hit her. And the Holy Ghost literally knocked her off of her feet. She folded in half. I wasn't even close to her. I was probably five or six feet away. Just like you saw in Acts chapter 5. Where the Bible says that people were drug out in the streets that even Peter's shadow 
might come near them that they would be healed. So we found out after the service, this woman had what's called endiomitrosis, I believe is what it is. It's where you have a deformity in uh, your ovaries. And she got totally healed. She said, all the pain in my ovaries are totally gone. Everything in my womb that's been holding me back, she had an, uh, an irregular heartbeat because of it. She had back pain because of it. She had pelvis pain because of it. Totally healed. The Holy Ghost got her. And those are the encounters. You should have seen the young people in the church. Their eyes were just, what is happening? They had never seen a move of God's Holy Spirit. But because of that, everyone in the church went wild. And it's all they've been talking about. All I keep hearing is people saying, Talon didn't even lay hands on that woman. She just collapsed, fell out under the power of God, and now she got healed of this lifelong condition that they said they couldn't heal her of. It was a bad report from the doctor. I didn't even lay hands on her. The Holy Ghost was just ready to pounce and get her. That is what a supernatural encounter will do. Because of that one event, I guarantee you next week, we have double the people in our church that we had this week. Because people are going to hear that there's a move of God. That is what this generation is looking for. When people realize that there's a real thing called the move and the power of the Holy Ghost and it's available to every believer, they will not stop until they get it. Because this generation is passionate. They're passionate for truth and they're passionate for supernatural encounters. And they're going to get it one of two places, either demonically or a touch from heaven. But you can be the reason. And I believe you will be the reason. You are going to be the reason that they encounter God in your life. You're going to be the person that God uses to carry his power into your workplace, into your school, into your family, all over. Look at this. That's right. Here's another testimony on Instagram. You didn't lay hands on me either, but my left frozen shoulder is completely healed. Hallelujah. The laying on of hands always works, but even God's word as it goes forth will heal your body. Those supernatural encounters is what Generation Z is actually looking for. They need to experience the anointing. So, I know there's going to be preachers that, that are watching me right now. We call them the Sioux County Watchers. Because there's, there's some people, particularly pastors, hello, if you're watching me right now, that do not like me. Uh, but that's alright, you'll get over it. And they're watching right now, and I'm just going to tell you, because this is for you. I know you're in this area, and you need to hear it. If you don't start flowing in the power of the Holy Ghost, you will lose your church eventually and you will lose your congregation. Because there's coming a time where the move of God is going to be so necessary that people require it to get saved. Where generational Christianity will not thrive anymore. You're going to need a move of the Holy Ghost or else the devil is going to infiltrate your church if he hasn't already. So it's coming a time right now where people need to rise up and learn how to commune with Holy Spirit. Said I got poor connection. That's not bueno. Shouldn't have poor connection. Sorry. Had poor connection for a second. Anyway, there's coming a time right now where you better learn how to flow in the Holy Ghost. If you don't know how to flow in the Holy Ghost, you're going to lose people. you got to learn how to flow in the power of God. you got to spend time fasting. you got to spend time in prayer. you got to believe the Bible when it says that these signs will follow them that believe. They will speak in new tongues. 
They will cast out demons. They will pick up serpents. They will drink deadly poison. They won't be harmed. They'll lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. They'll cleanse the, they'll cleanse the leper, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons. That's the kind of faith that's required to shake this generation because they are hungry for a supernatural move. And I believe if you're watching me right now, God will use you. God is going to use you to carry his power to a hurt, dying, and broken world. And all the wicked things that have plagued your family, all the wicked things that have plagued your friends, your relationships, they're going to be broken off like that. It only took God six days to create everything you see in this life. He doesn't need more than six minutes to work through you, to set people free, and to light them on fire for Him everywhere that they go. Amen? Amen. Part number three. What is Gen Z looking for? Purpose. Generation Z is looking for purpose. Too many times has the word calling not been identified in people's lives. A lot of Christians will run around and say, I have a call into this. I feel called to the 1040 window, even though they have no idea how to walk in the power of God. Or, I feel called to go work at this food pantry, which is all great and fine and dandy. I feel called to go bring backpacks to kids in Mexico that are dying and hurting and broken. That's awesome. But there's an actual perfect will for your life that God has for you. The Bible says in Romans 12, there's the good, permissive, and perfect will of God for your life. You have the opportunity to walk in either one of those three. You can walk in the good will of God for your life, which I believe a lot of Christians are stuck in. They're just warming pews until Jesus comes back. Or you can walk in the permissive will, which is you understand that God's given you a hunger to do something and you obey his word and you're acting on his word. But you can also walk in the perfect which is where you know exactly what it is that God's called you to do, how to do it, and where to do it. And when you walk into that, you will see abundant increase in every area of your life. And that is when the supernatural will flow naturally in your life. See, you were created to be naturally supernatural. And that's what Generation Z is hungry for. They need to understand that the Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 1, he said, in your mother's womb, before you were even there, I had a call for you a destiny for you. I had a purpose for your life, Jeremiah, before I even knitted you together in your mother's womb. That is what Generation Z needs to understand. Or else they think that my purpose is digital media, which isn't bad. I guess that is, that's rough because my, my camera guy's right here. That's like literally his purpose. But everybody will think they're like some creative marketer or they're going to think they're supposed to go to some liberal arts school. Or they're going to think, I'm, I don't know, I'm, I'm called to be a youth pastor, which that might be great. I'm sure some people are. But there is a very specific calling for your life. You'll get some people, I'm called to blow a shofar. No, you're not. I'm called to wave a flag and do prophetic dancing. No, you're not. I'll tell you right now, that is not what you're called to do. But God does have a perfect will for your life. And he does intend for you to find out his will. The Bible says that the mystery of his will has been revealed. Which means you're actually instructed to know God's will for your life. And when Generation Z understands that God has a purpose for them, they will not lack importance in their life. I believe the number one reason why Generation Z is so depressed is because they don't understand that they actually have a purpose in this life. They're not just a waste of space. 
You know how many times I've heard from this generation? That's not my fault. I didn't choose to be brought into this world. You're right. You didn't choose to be brought into this world. God chose to bring you into this world because God had a purpose for you in this world. And he still does. Hello in Uganda. God bless you. But that is how a lot of Gen Zers will live their life if they don't understand that God has a purpose for them. I want you to say this with me. Believe it in your heart and put it in the comments. God has a purpose for me. And say this. I will know the purpose of God for my life. Amen. And when you do, and when they know, hello in Sweden, it will lead to kingdom involvement and kingdom advancement. When you tie your purpose and your destiny together, it will always bring joy because God is tied to your destiny and God is tied to your purpose. So when people are walking in that, there's no room for depression. You will have a sense of fulfillment because you will already be walking in the famous saying that Jesus will say, well done, my good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of the Lord. You don't just have to wait for that when you pass on to the next life. You can, hear, you can hear a well done, good and faithful servant enter into the joy of the Lord every single day. Now, I'm not talking about entering into heaven, but every day you can wake up doing a well done job and having the joy of the Lord. Every day you can live like that. And that's what Gen Z wants to know. So I'm going to read a couple Bible verses to you here. I've just been quoting them, but now we're going to, we're going to read some and we're going to finish with this. Go to Romans 15. So the three things that Generation Z is looking for out of the church is truth, supernatural encounters with God, and purpose. And when they have that, they won't need the smoke machines. They won't need the strobe lights. They won't need the skinny jeans and the denim jackets. They won't need all that. They'll just need the power of God. Now, this, here's my fourth and final point. I'll add this on. How do we sum all of this up? Gen Z is looking for the power of God made manifest. Romans 15, verse 18. This is Paul here. For I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me to bring the Gentiles to obedience. So how did Paul bring the Gentiles to obedience? By word... And by deed, by the power of signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and all the way around to Elycrium, I have fulfilled the ministry of the gospel of Christ. Paul said, the way I got people saved was by word and by deed, by preaching and demonstrating the power of God with signs and wonders following. And by this have I preached the full counsel of the word of God. That is what Generation Z is looking for. The full counsel of the word of God made manifest in signs and wonders and miracles. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 now, starting in verse 1. And I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. So he wasn't a good communicator. He didn't need to be, and I'm not going to throw out any names, he didn't need to be some good communicator that made rhymes and poetry and made a cool rap song after he preached a fire sermon, bro. No, he came with signs and wonders and power. He said, I didn't come with lofty words of wisdom. 
I didn't come to woo you with my communication. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. And my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. So that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of man, in the good communication of man, but in the power of God. We don't need any more rhymings, bro. We don't need that chill vibe, bro. You know what I mean? Where you wear like a football jersey on stage and you preach with a snapback on. That's all fine and dandy. I don't want to call people out in a terrible way. Meanwhile, I'm doing that exactly. But you get the point. For me, I sat in a lot of services, a lot of prayer services, a lot of chapel services, a lot of whatever you want to call it, where there was a lot of this and that, bro. And God loves you, bro. And it doesn't matter how much you sin. It'll never keep you away from God, bro. And it's just all this whack stuff. But the moment that I encountered, and I remember it was a couple of years ago, the moment I encountered an actual service where the power of God was made manifest, from that moment, something switched in me. When I saw the power of God, I saw a woman with a tumor that was literally in her esophagus that was stopping her from eating, disappeared when a man of God prayed for her. When I saw that happen, the demonstration of the power of God and the Spirit of God, I made a switch that it was no more about the yeah, bro, and it was the power of God. I didn't care about the communication. I cared about preaching the word and the word only. Paul told Timothy, preach the word in season and out of season. When I realized all I needed to do was preach the Bible and demonstrate what I preach, it became so simple to me. And now because of that, I have a ministry that has signs and wonders that follow it. And it's only the beginning, only scratching the surface. This is the first church, I'm telling you right now, of many. I'm 25. I'm just getting the hang of this thing, as are many of you. And I want you to believe this right now. You are going to be a Christian that walks in the power of God. You're not going to need all the cake and coffee because the Holy Ghost is going to be in your services in Jesus' mighty name. Go to one more verse with me. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. And I'll stop saying, yeah, bro. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 4. For we know, brothers, loved by God, that he has chosen you, because our gospel came to you not only in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. So you see three evidences right there of Paul saying the evidence of people being transformed and changed is the simple power of the word of God and the demonstration of the spirit. Gen Z is looking for the truth. They're looking for a supernatural encounter with God's anointing power. And they're looking for their purpose. They're calling their identity in Christ. If you can preach those three topics and reveal to people what it is that God has put them on this planet to do, you will have people that follow you to the ends of the earth. To first Jerusalem, then Judea, then Samaria, then the outermost parts of the world. It's quite simple. You don't have to get fancy. You don't have to water it down. I'm telling you right now, you can keep the truth the truth, and it will still set people free. There's nothing new that needs to be done. 
You just preach the word and demonstrate the word. John chapter 2 verse 23. It says, many believed on Jesus because of the signs that he did. When signs and wonders and miracles follow your ministry, people will follow your ministry. And they will stay plugged into God just like Paul said. You follow me as I follow Christ. Today I declare over your life, you will be a person that people follow as you follow Christ in Jesus' mighty name. If you agree with me, type amen in the comments. Amen. Praise the Lord. So that's what it is that Generation Z is looking for. And I want to give people an opportunity now to sow into the ministry. Someone said, is this live? This is live. Thanks for asking. I want to share a very cool story that I just learned this past week while I was in Tampa, Florida. I got to meet an amazing young man by the name of Caesar. And he's been following me ever since the beginning. And he, he followed me on TikTok way back when, when I had probably 100,000 followers. Now we're, we're reaching up to uh, 1.9 million. We're very close to 1.9 million. And I got to meet him this past week in Florida. And he said, Talon, I sowed into your ministry $26. And when I sent $26, God blessed my business so much that $15,000 came in over the next couple of weeks. And he kept sowing into the ministry. $26, $50, $100, $1,000. And he kept sowing into the ministry and God kept blessing his business. Praise the Lord. That's exactly what the Bible says. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, I'll read it to you before I give you an opportunity to help the ministry. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. When I heard this preached for the first time, it changed my life. And it's been changing my life every day ever since. The point is this. This is what Paul says about being a cheerful giver that gives to the advancement of the kingdom of God. Whoever gives a little bit will also receive a little bit. But whoever gives a lot or bountifully will reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart. Not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. And then it says God will multiply your seed, your finances, what it is that you sow into the kingdom of God. So what happened to Caesar? He sent in $26, and then he sent in another $26. And then the Lord started to bless his ministry or started to bless his business. So he sent in a thousand dollars. And then all of a sudden he ends up with fifteen thousand dollars. Praise God. That is what God is able and willing to do when you're a cheerful giver. So I want to give you an opportunity right now to help Revival Way Ministries. As you know, I've said it before, we reached 150 million people last year through TikTok, through Instagram, through YouTube, and in person as well. And we're going to reach 200 million people this year. Currently, starting this month, we are going to be feeding 30 kids every day. We're feeding 25 kids every day right now, but we're bumping it up to 30 this very month in November. Every single day, we're feeding 30 kids. We're reaching hundreds of thousands of people with the gospel. And, as I mentioned at the beginning, we just helped to launch a church. Praise God. So these finances are going a long way. Hallelujah. So along with the church, Activation Ministries, we're also helping seven other ministries 
with the advancement of the gospel. So Revival Way Ministries, this ministry, we sow finances into eight other ministries, including the church activation ministries and Feed the Hungry. So if you have a heart for that, I'm going to give you an opportunity right now to sow in and to help the advancement of the gospel. As you can see on YouTube right now on your screen, the different ways that you can give to the ministry through Venmo, through Cash App, through PayPal, at Revival Way. One word. You can see on Instagram right now, I tagged it or I pinned it in the comments. I'll post it if you're watching this after it's already been posted. It'll be down in the description below. If you've been touched by this message and you want to help advance the kingdom of God, I encourage you right now, if you're looking for financial breakthrough in your life, sow the most you've ever sown. Remember, Caesar started small, but then he increased his giving to his capacity. So when he had $1,000, he was no longer only giving 26. He was giving 1,000 to the advancement of the kingdom, and God blessed him and multiplied it into 15,000. That's my encouragement to you. Give in proportion to where you're at right now. Some of you have businesses, and your business needs to be blessed. You need financial breakthrough in your business. Take finances out of your business and put it into the advancement of, king, of the kingdom of God and watch what he'll do to your business. I've seen it time and time again. He'll multiply your business finances just as much as your private finances. Also, you can see on YouTube right now, you can go to my website, RevivalWay.com and give there. Right now, I'm doing a special deal for people that become monthly partners. If you become a monthly partner at RevivalWay.com at $100 or more, what I'm going to do is add you to a private Zoom group where you get access to me one day out of the month and we get together and you ask me questions and I answer them for you. Also, I'll send you my favorite book. These are the seven laws that you must honor to have uncommon success in life by Dr. Mike Murdoch. It changed my life and it'll change yours. So anybody today that becomes a monthly partner at my website, RevivalWay.com, you click Partner Today Financially and become a monthly partner at $100 or more. You'll get access via Zoom, and I'll send you that book as well. And I thank you ahead of time for your giving. God bless you so much. I love you. I'll give you a moment while you're uh, giving. I'll read some comments on YouTube. I love this. Mindy, hello. Someone said, once you experience the real truth and power, you'll never go back. You're absolutely right. Miguela said, I'm hungry to see young people get saved. Have I preached for a hungry generation? I have not, but you can put in a word of recommendation for me. I would love to preach at Hungry Gen. Hello, William. I love you, John Stafford. Mary, I love you. God has a purpose for your life. Praise the Lord. Well, thank you for joining me. Let me pray with you. Take time right now and ask the Holy Spirit what he would have you give to the advancement of the kingdom. Someone said, yes, I should. Amen. Tell Pastor Vlad to send me an invite. I, d I never invite myself places. So if people want, want me to come preach, you got to invite me. All right. Grab your seed, your financial seed right now on your phone. If you're doing cash app, Venmo, PayPal, or through the website. And let me pray a blessing over you right now. We're going to join our faith. The Bible says where two agree, expect a thing to be done. And it will be done. So we're going to agree right now in faith. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I join my faith with every person that's giving financially to the ministry right now. 
Thank you that your word says that as we give bountifully, we receive bountifully. Every person that gives today, I declare their seed 100-fold blessed in Jesus' mighty name. That it comes back pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Thank you for the law of sowing and reaping. We honor you with our finances and the advancement of your kingdom today in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody that agreed said, Amen. Amen and Amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you for your giving. Once again, for those of you that want to become a monthly partner, I believe God is sending 100 people at $100 a month to come and join Revival Way Ministries to help me reach the lost, to help us advance this church, and to keep building people. And if you think about it, I always throw this in there because I think it's kind of funny. A lot of people, especially Americans, will spend like three bucks, four bucks a day at Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks, but they won't spend a hundred bucks a month on the kingdom. Now, the Bible says don't give out a compulsion or pressure, so don't feel pressured. I'm just saying, put it into perspective. When you do, like I did so long ago, it'll really change your life because Jesus said where a man's money is, is where his heart is. So where a man's treasure is, there his heart will be also. So you can tell how much somebody loves the advancement of God's kingdom by how much they give to it. And I'm so happy that we give a ton to those eight different ministries and even more whenever we get the opportunity. We went down to the river at Tampa Bay. We gave uh, well over $1,000 just while we were there. Couldn't help it. We got blessed with $600 and I just took it and handed it to another minister, a great woman of God down in Texas because she's doing such a good thing. She's leading people to Jesus in the streets. And that, I believe is going to be you guys. So thank you so much for your giving. The Lord will bless your giving. And I love you so much. Share this on your Instagram story right now and tag me in it so I can give you a shout out. People need to hear what Generation Z is looking for. I love you. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow night. We're going to be starting a brand new series and you're going to love it. Stay posted. God bless you.